You're listening to The Gutsy Podcast, where we talk about all things real, raw, and ridiculous about running a business authentically. Whether you need an inspirational pick-me-up or a swift kick in the mental ass, The Gutsy Podcast is your bi-weekly guide to getting out of your head and back into action. I'm Laura Ora, branding and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, CEO of Works & Co., and your host on this journey through entrepreneurship. It's time to fuel your gutsy. We are in the well-known month of love, so it's only fitting to talk about love in all aspects. Love for yourself, your partner, your business, and your life. The power of love is so strong. Energy out is always energy in. Today, we're going to learn how the most successful female business owners and entrepreneurs do love, and it might not be what you think. So naturally, I brought in an expert, a love expert at that, Daniela Astor. Daniela is a love coach for the highest achieving women who want to find love. She's also the creator and founder of Love IQ, a year-long mastermind that guides you through the mind love method. So you can amplify your success, power, and riches by adding love to the equation. Her clients attract extraordinary men, get engaged, married, and have the most delicious babies. I love that phrase. All because (laughs) they had the courage to demand more love out of life. Daniela, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the Gutsy Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're talking about love. It is February. So naturally, you know, everyone's kind of in the love mindset. So this is perfect timing. So tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. How, what led you to become a love coach? Yeah, that's a great question. And one that I get asked a lot. I'll tell you what it hasn't been. I did not go to school for this. There was no training for this in high school. Um, Very quickly, my, my background is actually not anything of the soft services like energetic work, love coaching, coaching, therapy, anything like that. I actually have a very math and science background and I studied um, math and science. I was pre-med. I studied genetic counseling after I graduated from college. And all the while I loved what I was doing, but I felt that there was, that I was brilliant at something else, you know, and this is something that I find uh, a lot of my clients can relate to. And a lot of the women that I talk to can relate to, which is you surround yourself with the best of the best. You're so smart. You're so educated. You're so accomplished. And yet if you're in a space where you realize that you're very good and you can be very good for the rest of your life, but you're not actually utilizing your brilliance, that's a painful thing. And it's what I was feeling. And I didn't, I wasn't able to articulate it at that time, but I felt pretty much I'm good at what I'm doing, but I'm never going to be the best. And that was not a happy moment for me. So I really had to to get quiet with myself and and question with with as much vulnerability and as openness as I possibly could. I said, if I'm brilliant in anything, where am I most brilliant? And what I came up with was I am most brilliant when I'm talking to my girlfriends about boys. I love it. (laughs) It was true. And I laughed at myself. I'm like, really? That's the thing? Of all the things, that's the thing? Wow. And it was a little bit challenging to fully accept, but it felt so right that I couldn't ignore it. 
And it's not as if I stepped into coaching or got a certificate or did anything like that. But I did start to speak about it. I did start to write a blog and I started to think of myself as an expert of sorts. And at the time when I started, it wasn't about how to find your forever person, how to find your man. What I was talking about was my experience at the time, which was how to really consider and treat dating as a medium for growth versus an end result. Because my experience was I wasn't with my man. I wasn't married and there was no one on the horizon, but I was dating a lot and I was learning a lot about myself. And what I had to really come to the conclusion was this has got to be worth something. You know, there's got to be some value in all this dating experience. So let me just pull from it and see what there is to see. So I started talking about dating and I started blogging. And only only after years did I sort of find myself in um, for, in a live event. And then I found someone who talked about online dating and some, uh, excuse me, online marketing, not dating. And then I, you know, one thing led to another. And all of a sudden I realized, I think I could call myself a coach at this point. And I became a coach. <laughs> and that's how you do that. <laughs> and that's how you do that. Yeah. When, so, when you make a decision, I think it's pretty clear when you make a decision, all of the random little doors open that lead you to the next thing, to the next thing. And there was no point in the game where I realized, oh, this is exactly what I'm going to be doing. I could have never foreseen it as such today. But, you know, looking back, it's clear. Once I made the decision, it, it all opened up for me. Well, I love that you pointed out that you were doing something, but you were not using your own brilliance. I'm like, oh my mm. gosh, I feel that. Like, it truly is painful. Like, you can be great at a lot of things, but if it's not your calling or as you referenced it, your brilliance, like it literally will nag and pull at you. And it is, it's quite uncomfortable because you know that you're made for something else. You know that you're made for more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I also love that you created this like something out of nothing. I think that that's um, <laughs> often terrifying, which, you know, rightfully so, but, you know, especially, I think this really speaks to the women that want to do something that's so unconventional or so off yeah. the beaten path that yeah. the way that you did that was you just started talking about it. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's a really tangible first step is just start talking about it yes. and start to see where that unfolds. Yes. Yes. Funny. You said off the beaten path. I thought you were going to say off the wall. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. You just start talking about it. And I will also add that many of the women who are listening to this might be able to relate at some point way earlier in my life, when I would think I was just a, like in elementary school, I had the, the thought that, Hey, you know what, whatever I'm going to be, when I grow up, I'm going to have to make it because it doesn't exist. And I knew that. And mm. then I forgot. And then I remembered again, like 20 years later. But I knew that. And I, I imagine if you're an entrepreneur and you're in the business of being an artist, you're in the business of being a creator, you're in the business of making things, something out of nothing. So you probably know already in your heart that whatever you're going to do, it hasn't been done before. You're going to make it. That's a really solid point. I, it's kind of taking me back on, a, on my own mental journey. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was the same way. Like I, yeah. I knew that I was made for something different. I, and yeah. I think in the early ages, it's hard to like pinpoint that or really understand what that means, but it's just a of sense. Course. It's just a feeling. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So speaking about really... feeling, mm -hmm. we're talking about love. Love is a, is a powerful feeling and you have this concept of more is more. So yeah. tell me about that. Well, 
really <laughs> simple. It's so much fun. It's really simple. When you add anything to your life, because we're whole beings, because we're a full unit, everything expands, everything amplifies, everything gets better. And so let me take this out of the airy fairy concept. When you fall in love, when you have the energy of love, when you have the support of a relationship, of a really deep, nourishing, safe, excited, loving relationship, it becomes a lot easier to make money. It becomes a lot easier to be successful. And it becomes a lot easier to make risks, to take risks. And, and lo and behold, it becomes a lot easier to make tremendous mistakes and know that you're still going to be loved. Why is that important? Because that's what it takes, as we all know, as business owners, to actually succeed, to actually like take those leaps, to really expand. You know, in a way, it seems obvious, right? We're whole beings. And if we feel love, obviously we're nurtured, we're loved, and, and we're just going to be in a better place to serve, to do whatever we need to do in the world. However, it's a common misunderstanding that a relationship, a loving relationship, with that of a good person, a man or woman, is going to somehow cost you. It's going to take something away. And there's a real lack mentality, I think, when it comes to relationships and, and marriage, specifically among women, that somehow they're going to have to sacrifice. Somehow, no matter how good the relationship is, no matter how wonderful the man is, when they get into a marriage, they're going to have to sacrifice some portion of themselves, some portion of their creative expression or their freedom or their ability to earn or whatever, you know? And I understand why a woman would think that because that's pretty much the message that we've been getting our entire lives. But what I want to offer is that it doesn't have to be the truth for you. It could actually amplify what you've already got going. And for a woman who wants to make a lot of money or wants to make a lot of impact or both, you start to think, well, if I were in a loving relationship and actually had what my heart desires, a really cool, extraordinary, exciting byproduct is that I'd be more successful. More is more. So that's it. (laughs) You just make things sound so simple. I love it. You know, it's interesting too. And so I would kind of counter ask this also is I feel like there's probably a lot of women in the world and, and potentially even listening here with us today that are in a relationship where maybe love was present, but there's, you know, you're no longer happy or, you know, you're just so different from your partner. So you always kind of feel held back. So talk to me a little bit about like nurturing relationships that may be challenging and, you know, what are some things that these, these women particularly can infuse in their life? Oh, this is like 57 questions in one and I'm going to do my best to get into all of it. It's so deep, you know? So let's be clear. Let's talk to entrepreneur women who either want love or in relationships, probably with a man who's not an entrepreneur. Is that a safe assumption or safe Super. That is super fair. Yes. Okay, cool. Because that's, that I think is a big topic. Um, Here's what I have to say about that. The first part is it's so important to choose the right partner, obviously, obviously. But what does that mean? You know, if you're a person, if you're an entrepreneur, well, we can also make the uh, assumption that you're a person of growth. You value growth. It's a non-negotiable. You don't grow, you don't earn, and everything goes away. So you have to grow. And not everyone is that way. So if you honor that in yourself, what does that mean for the partner that you need to choose that's going to be the right person for you in your life? Well, 
My short answer to that is you have to think about as I expand, as I grow, as I go to places that I can't see, but I can sense are way beyond, you know, my comfort zone or that of my family and, and that of my husband. As I go there, will he be there by my side? And notice mm. what the 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 phrasing is. Will he be there by my side? This does not mean that you need to date your mentor or your coach or the person that's ahead of you so they can teach you about what's going on. It doesn't mean that because you have a a, a partner who is not an entrepreneur and doesn't, you know, who earns a living and doesn't value the things that you do, that they can't be your perfect partner. They can. If you know that through and through, no matter where you go, they're going to be right by your side. And if that's the case, you have only yourself to, to be responsible for driving your life and the life of your family forward. You know, it doesn't mean that, that your husband or your wife is not, not part of it, but if you have a vision, it's up to you to go for it. And it's up to you to trust that your partner is going to be there with you. If that is the right person for you. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that good? I love it. (laughs) Love, love, love. Yeah. I know a lot of people who really think that they need to date their coach pretty much, (laughs) you know, that they need someone who's like three steps ahead of them. I'm like, no, no, no. That's the person that you bring on maybe as a mentor, but it's not necessarily your life partner, you know? It's so powerful, mm-hmm. right? Like if you just break it down into such simplistic terms, it's like, is that person going to be there? Are they like, you know, my number one fan in the crowd, so to speak? Are they, are they always, mm-hmm. you know, showing up and cheering on and supporting? Like that's such a beautiful place to be yeah, and such yeah. a great measurement of life as well. I'll give you a, a sort of an example in my life of what that looks like. My husband is not an entrepreneur. He's a driven professional and artist and creator and all around awesome, sexy human being to me, of course. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. And, you know, obviously he married me and my business was like really in its small stages. So he obviously trusted me and trusted our life together. So that, that says a lot too. As I started to increase my prices, I remember I had just increased my price for like a, like a half of a day of an intensive work with me. And I increased it to $2,000, which those are no longer my prices, but I increased it to $2,000 years ago. And without skipping a beat, the first thing out of his mouth was, people pay that. <laughs> <laughs> and in a split second, I saw his face. His face was oh my God, that's crazy. People pay that. And then he saw me and he said, oh wait, I mean, totally worth it. Totally worth it. But really? I mean, yeah, babe, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, really it was, he was just sincerely incredulous and it was on me to either take it personally and say, oh my God, my husband, my number one fan doesn't believe in me. And he's, his negative money mindset is like bringing me down and I can't handle this. Or just be like, you know what? It's not his job to believe that that's a possibility. It's my job to show him that it certainly exists. And mm. P.S., he's just like, oh, well, yeah, that's cool. Like, all I had to do was show him that, it, that it, it's a thing. And now he believes it's a thing. It's no big deal. It's just out of his, as out of his vision, but this is not his, this is not his choice in the way that he creates his life. It's mine. So, you know, 
there are so many ways that that momentary five minutes could have gone or that momentary conversation could have gone within five minutes. And thank God it was like, it ended in a giggle. I was like, honey, she's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Totally worth <laughs> it. But you know, you're brilliant, but you know, he's not my ideal client. So what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's such a, such a strong, strong point though, that like, it's not, it's not their journey. Yes, they're along mm. your, for your journey with you, but it's not their job to truly understand the ins and the outs and like see everything that you see. But, you know, so instead of getting defensive about that, you switch it to an educational moment. Like here, here's some more information. And then they're like, oh, cool. Go get it. Right. Love. <laughs> right. right. Because ultimately it is, oh, cool. Guess what? We have a bill coming up, coming up. So, you know, why don't we pay it, right? <laughs> like, right. Because ultimately what you're talking about is supporting your life and supporting your family. So anybody, if you're on a shared journey together, your success really is like fully, your your partners are going to be fully on board with it, even if they don't understand the process. And that's the point, you know, it's your journey and uh, for the benefit of everybody. So I think that kind of transitions me into another question that I have for you is, you know, it would have been very easy to go into defense mode in that moment, but you chose instead to nurture and educate. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that comes back to loving yourself first. So it's really hard to pour out when it's not on the inside. So what is, what is kind of your take and stance on loving yourself first? Well, uh, it's absolutely necessary. I mean, what you're saying is a hundred percent true. It's necessary. There has to be two answers. One, there has to be a, a level of stability in your own love and your own self-love and your own trust in yourself, you know, because in that moment, let's go back to that moment. If that had been my ex-boyfriend a couple years earlier, I wouldn't have responded with such, you know, with humor and, and, and just showed him what was possible. I would have really taken that to heart. And I probably would have doubted myself because my own trust in myself, my own belief in what was possible and what was possible for me to create was so fragile at the time. So anybody's negative opinion, especially my partner, you know, at the time would have completely turned everything to dust. And so the only difference, well, not the only difference, (laughs) the difference, there, there are two different men, but, but one of the major differences is that I felt more confident and I felt more I could trust myself and I knew what was what I was capable of. And that's a form of self-love. It's self-trust. And when it comes to actually bringing the, the proper partner in, the, the partner who you're, who's going to share your life with you, of course, you've got to love yourself so deeply to know you deserve that kind of thing. You deserve that kind of support because ultimately this person is going to be there with you the whole time. And so when you know that you deserve it, that's, that's the ultimate love. That's the first answer. The second is there's a moment that I find where desire flips the switch to faith. And a lot of people have a lot of descriptions of this, but this is the way I, I feel like it's kind of like um, a light switching. You can want something so badly. And for so many women, but they want love. They want a partner, whether or not they're clear on what that means. Their heart yearns for something very real. They feel lonely and they want it filled. They want love. They want that man. They want that support. And that desire is strong. Only when you get to a point where you can truly know that, oh, wait a minute. That's it. That's that's for me. I'm I have that. I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that so for sure. 
that it's like a done deal. I don't have to do anymore. Then all of a sudden that yearning, all that energy of yearning, of desire, of like, I'm aching for it disappears. It's like such a relief. And then desire flips to faith and you're like, oh, well, if that's coming, I can kind of relax and do my life. I can be happy knowing I'm going to meet my person soon in some cockamamie way that I can't predict, you know? So that's a level of self-love where you truly allow yourself to feel what it's like to be there, what it's like to have that person in your life. That's so applicable in in so many different aspects of, of life and business. Like when you're so, oh yeah, like you can work for something so hard, but if you're, mm-hmm. if you're working for it for all the wrong reasons. And what I mean by that is like, you're like, it's scarcity mode, right? Like, oh, I have mm-hmm. to find love. I have to do this business. I have to find this client. I have to find this money. Like, you're just like, ah, you know, it's a really like yeah. intense, yeah. harsh energy. But yeah. I love where you talk about flipping that to faith. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's inevitable. And I need, I yeah. and this is so important. Like, there's nothing else that I have to do. I get yeah. to just be. Yes. And, and that feeling that I get to just be like, is there anything more loving than that? Oh my gosh, it's so freeing. (laughs) It's so freeing. It's so, it's like stroking your own head and calling yourself darling. It's like, oh yes. Oh, oh. (laughs) let me run a bubble bath and feed myself some grapes. Like it's so good. It's so, you know, and these are universal, I don't want to say principles because I don't, but but this, this is a universal concept that I think has been, spoken about through the ages and we're just sort of, you know, playing around with it in terms of business or love or getting whatever else your heart desires. But that idea of no longer aching for it, no longer spending energy wanting it because it's here. That feeling is what it takes. And it's so easy when you get there and it's so loving. So yeah, and that is that that's also what I experienced myself. I went through a full year of aching, wanting you know, flipping around in my mind of what do I do? What do I want? And that that's really where my, my method comes out of. I worked for a whole year in that aching, longing energy, which was required, you know, it's necessary until I finally had this moment of like, oh, wait a minute. The next person I date seriously is going to be my husband. Whoa, cool. <laughs> and then I was really happy. I didn't have to, and I didn't have to work so much, you know, I didn't have to I was just happy after that. I was very happy. And it didn't take much longer after that for him to, sh- you know, appear. You know, it's like when you take the the death grip and the control off of situations, whether it is, yeah. you know, finding a mate or a partner or a business adventure or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're doing, like mm-hmm. when you release your hands, like you can literally like visually see how the muscles just yes. relax. And so your energy yeah. works the same way. A hundred percent. And you're, you're a hundred percent right in that, this applies to very intensely to business. I mean, really very much so. And I'm sure the most successful people in the world in business are consciously or are not consciously doing this. You know, every time they have a, as you said, a business adventure, you either, you yearn for it and do what you need to do. And then you just accept that it's here and relax, you know, withhold the death grip. I think it's such a great um, reminder that like you can relax. You know, especially the world that we've been living in, you know, for the last, you know, almost year here, Mm -hmm. it's okay to to release and to relax. And so that kind of leads me into one of my final questions today is like, how can we embrace love? How can we embrace that 
relaxation, you know, I am just being technique in entrepreneurship? Like what are some tips or tricks that you may have for, for female business owners? Oh, thank you for asking this question. This is a funny one where I find that for most people, there's something or some part of your life that is so natural that you wouldn't even consider it like a thing. You're like, oh, well, that just happens. Like I just do that and it happens. And there are other parts of your life which you make a point to hire mentors or you read books or you, you know, you really have to study because it doesn't feel particularly intuitive and you have to learn a thing. And for my clients, they feel that way in love. They're like, I don't get this. It just makes no sense. Like the rules that I know how to do, how to succeed in the life don't apply to this. How do I just make a man happen? You know? And for me, it's a little bit on the opposite. Like I always felt like I was very much connected to the universe as it were. And if I would say, I want a man who makes me happy or makes me laugh. The next day I would meet somebody who was like, Hey, how you doing? You want to want to hear a joke? And I'm like, Oh, well, and I knew, I knew that I knew how to do that, you know, but I didn't feel like I could do that in entrepreneurship or in my career, quite frankly. Um, so the top thing that I really want you to see is that you know how to do what you're looking to do. And the proof is go scan your life. It doesn't take very long to see what do you do with all the ease in the world that you don't even have to think about it? What do you do that's so that you're so confident that you wouldn't even call yourself confident because it's just like, well, of course I know how to do this. Duh. You know, you don't have any, you're not feeling like proud about it. It's just like the most obvious thing that I want you to know that that is the way you can feel about entrepreneurship. That's the way you can feel about your business. You can have that much trust, that much ease, that much like, well, duh. This is like the easiest, like, you know, I wouldn't even call it easy. It's just like what you do. Like you can have that kind of true power in every part of your life, in your relationship, in your parenting, if you have children, in your business. And it doesn't mean like if you're a parent, this is, this is something that I can relate to. And I think that, you know, you can too, if it doesn't mean that you're going to know exactly what to do as a parent at every moment, you know, how to actually deal with whatever situation. But I feel that no matter what I do, I'm doing it right. And I'm doing the best for my child. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm an awesome mom. Like, and no, no, no question. Like, of course I'm awesome. Like, this is great. And I realized, holy crap. I've been a parent for two years. I've been an entrepreneur for seven. How is it? I feel so naturally confident in my ability to be a kick-ass mama. And I've only been doing it for like 15 minutes comparatively. And I have all this real proof and time behind me as an entrepreneur. And I have, I'm still questioning myself. Get it together, Daniela. Like you can feel confident in all of these parts. And so that showed me just what level I can just drop all the doubt and accept that I'm awesome at this. <laughs> You're damn <laughs> right you a... are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank damn you. right you are. Gosh, it's just such great perspective. Like you have this whole track record. But, you know, you said you've been a parent for comparatively 15 minutes compared to, you know, to your, your journey yeah. of entrepreneurship, but you were still yeah. doubting yourself. It's like, uh-huh. well, well, hell, that's what it makes me say. Well, hell. <laughs> You're right. Well, hell. It is... makes sense. Yeah. It's so silly. It makes sense. And to see the way, for me, to see the way I was behaving, I was like, 
how come I don't trust myself with the one thing that I actually, you know, as you say, I have a track record. And as I was pregnant, I remember someone asking me, are you scared about being a mom? And it wasn't like I actually had an answer. I just looked at them like, what? You know, when someone asks you a question that completely doesn't apply to any paradigm that you're living in and you're like, yes. what? what do you mean? That's just, what does a, that why, even would mean? You, <laughs> why, who would ask that? You know, that's how I felt. And then I thought, that's a great position to be in. I want to be there at all places. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Was there anything that you used or, or any method that you used to release that, to step into that level of confidence in the other areas of your life, specifically in your business? Here's the, the hard and fast tru- uh, truth. I am still releasing it. Every time a piece of doubt comes in, I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, this is, this is not, this is not me. This is not true. Um, I, I go back to that old, very old ancient story that we all have two wolves. We all have two beings in us. One's good. One's bad. One's beautiful. And one's disgusting and hard and like, you know, foaming at the mouth and bleh, you know, and I, I start to think, oh, okay, well, these thoughts of doubt that are so habitual, that I know so well, that are so ingrained in me that I think of every morning when I start to remember what I have to do that day, that's not really me. That's this being that I've created. And I can, I can redeem that. I can put that in its place and, and love it so and say, you know what, I, I'm going to make you better. I'm gonna, I love you. I'm going to redeem you. And so I really start to be as I, I do my best to be as mindful as I can of the way I'm thinking, which I guess is like basic mindset stuff. But like in practice, it's a whole other ballgame. I really become very clear on my own um, inner thoughts. And that's part of the way I, I teach in terms of love, but it works for anything. Your own, uh, what I call love rules, it's really just your own habitual thoughts that you haven't yet questioned that you're called to question now. Like, for example, is it really true that I can't charge $50,000 for a package? Is it really true that a man wouldn't want me because of X, Y, Z? You know, all these things are really important to, to look at and question. So what I do is I make a real black and white roster of all the thoughts that I know are pretty crappy. And I'm like, oh, I love you, honey. You're old. You're done. You didn't know any better. I'm going to redeem you, you know? So that's, that's what I, I do. Oh, it's such a loving space too, because you're not trying to get rid of that being. You're really like no. taking it back in and reconditioning it. Like that's beautiful. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, if I, if I tried to like punch it in the face, it would just, you know, it would, it would make it worse. It's, it's going like, to punch back. <laughs> yeah. It's going to punch back. And then it, it's kind of like, you know, the, the practical application is when you feel frustrated, it makes things worse. And sometimes you're just like, ah, you throw a tantrum and it's worse. Like you, you're, it doesn't take, sometimes in some situations, it's good to let out aggression. Of course, that's, that's a different topic. But if you're, if you're just feeding that, it's not going to make it any better. It's going to make it worse. Gosh, these are such beautiful, like simple, tangible things that it's just like, when you say it, you're like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's so easy to, to infuse in your life. Gosh. Well, look, I know that we are on a time limit here today. So I'm curious, what does gutsy mean to you? It is so sexy. 
I can't even tell you. It is so <laughs> freaking sexy. I'll tell you what I visualize. I visualize someone with really rosy cheeks, um, a cute like red lip, and someone who's like like winking and giggling. That's what I think of gutsy. And what that mm. means is that that person, the way I vision as a woman, that woman does not give a shit about anything, but she's having so much fun. <laughs> she's having so much fun. That's what it means to me. I don't know. Love it. I love it. I'm going to break out some red lipstick and, and wink in the camera. Fun is yeah. such an important, such an important word. Well, Daniela, I can't thank you enough for spending your time with us today. How do our guests get in touch with you? How do they follow up on, you know, all the amazing things that you're doing in the world? Thank you for asking. The best way to get in touch with me and to be um, inspired by everything that I put out is to just join my Facebook group, which is You Loved Up. It's you hyphen loved up. And um, that's everything. And we can put the link somewhere, I'm sure, here. And uh, in that group, I, I share tons of tons of content, as they say. But really, it's just like videos and, and words of wisdom and experiences. And, and we do a lot of fun stuff there. And it's, it's a great way to really immerse yourself in this way of thinking and this way of loving. You loved up. We will certainly have a link to that in the show notes. Daniela, thank you for sharing your love. Like just even being in your presence just feels loving. So thank you so much for being with us today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for being such a fabulous host. (laughs) It's my honor. (laughs) What a powerful conversation about love and just allowing and just being so much more free within yourself. This Thursday... I want to encourage you to take your power back by releasing the mental death grip that you have on your business, your life, your relationships, whatever pertains to you. We're going to talk about just a few simple ways to release that death grip so you can step more into the space of allowing. In the meantime, the Power Back course is live. It is ready to go. Look, if you're a female entrepreneur, you are feeling resentful of your business. You feel like you're so lost. You feel like the very thing that you created to have more freedom in your life is now holding you hostage. Girl, I got you. The Power Back course is all about taking back your power in the different areas that you've given away, whether it be your relationships or your mindset or your voice or your finances. I'm gonna teach you how to take your power back in all those different areas so that you can not only love your business again, but feel more like yourself. Be sure to get social with me online at that Laura Aura. And as always, until I see you next time, stay gutsy. Mm-hmm.